Alright everybody, welcome back to week 10 of the Weekly Bug Pusters podcast. Uh, joined with me with my co-host. Hi everybody. Hello. Hello. Uh, before we get into the gist of things or the routine or whatever the heck you want to call it, uh, I know the past couple weeks I've seen more unprofessional on our parts, whether it's background noises or interruptions or uh, distractions or whatever, or whatever it might be. And I know, you know, we're... As, Immature and unprofessional as we personally might be, uh, I know you're definitely trying to be uh, professional, quote unquote, for for this podcast. So we, I know us here in studios, we we definitely want to apologize for any nonsense that might be going on behind us outside the studio. So uh, from the bottoms of our tiny, tiny hearts, we we do apologize to you guys. All right, jumping right into it with major milestones. Jamie Drysdale and the other guy both got his first NHL <laughs> No matter how many times they say it to me. Trevor Zargas. Yeah, what he said. Both got their fir- first career NHL goal in uh, Anaheim's 3-2 overtime win over the Arizona Coyotes. Wow, Jamie, Jamie. Let's go, Jamie. And didn't, didn't one of you say that uh, Jamie had an assist that yeah, game? Yeah, well. two, 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 one, one career game, two NHL points. Wow. Yeah, which leads up to Ryan Getzloff, right, Kyle? Ryan Getzlaff, yes. What was his uh, main one? <laughs> Professionalism, there we go. Uh, 700 career assists for Ryan Getzlaff. Yeah, on the Jamie Drysdale opening goal for the Anaheim Ducks. Right, go, going back to that, I, we, we all got the news, we all read in the news, we're like, Jamie Drysdale starting his first NHL game tonight. And all of a sudden, halfway through the game, I texted these guys in the group chat, I'm like, guys, Jamie scored simultaneously. Everybody's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's surprising. <laughs> we, we all had a little bit of a mini celebration there for our, our eerie boy there. So yeah, I was I was in the middle of work when I got the uh, the notification that Jamie planted one in the back of the net, and I very audibly made sure I let out a, <laughs> a celebratory screech. I take it away from him after review. They give it to Smith, some Smith, and then yeah, and then eventually they, they kept reviewing, and then it, Jamie tried to eventually ended up with the final goal tally. On yeah, I was afraid of yelling too loud to wake up my parents, you know, who were <laughs> right below me. I was like, yeah! oh, wait, shoot, never mind. <laughs> hey, wait, Jamie! I was like, let's go! <laughs> awesome for our Yuri um, Kind of speaking of him, he is now, um, has a, is a uh, third multi-point game in his regular sitting debut behind, before turn 19. Wow. Oh. And he's yeah. now joining Ray Bar- Barogo of Boston and Peter um, Sabroda, for butchering that, but with the Montreal Canadiens. I forgot. I totally forgot that Jamie's only eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's a baby, but I mean, good, good for him for being so young. I. Do you think? And this was something that I had saw seen on social media about him and Trevor Zargas. I think it, it was Anaheim. I think that posted that and. Or a picture of the two of them, rather. Oh, yeah, hold on the pucks for the... And it said, uh, there are a lot of people saying that they are possibly the future faces of that franchise. What do you think? It said, said, I remember the caption, it said, like, someone lines up, like, the future looks bright in Anaheim or something like that. Yeah. I I, I see it. Yeah, because they mentioned that they're the the youngest teammates in NHL history to score their first goal less than two and a half minutes. Youngest teammates in history. Yeah. Apart. Less than two minutes apart it was? Oh, wow, that's crazy. I did not know it was two minutes apart either. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also speaking of major defenseman's uh, milestones, Victor Hedman also scored his 500th career points the other night for Tampa. So before we forget about Big Head, he hasn't even been around for that long. Let's set that up while while Bobo goes on to his next major milestone, right, Bobo? Yeah. Um. Alex Ovechkin just put his uh, netted his thirteen hundredth uh, career goal and passes Espi or point sorry, and passes Esposito at seven hundred eighteen goals. Wow. Uh, going back to Hedman, he's selected second overall in two thousand and nine by Tampa. Okay, so he's been so, like, in the league. By the time I don't know if he played his first year, but so just roughly say ten years in the NHL and for a defenseman. Yeah. Five hundred points in ten years—that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that, it's a tough thing to do, especially from his his posting. N- like, nowadays, it is very tough for a defenseman to pot goals. And... Absolutely. Or any oh, it's easier for assists, but that's his five hundred points. Just keep in mind. Yeah. Just in general. Just in general. And then going back over to Bobo with uh, Obi hitting his thirteen hundredth point—that's insane. Mm, that's an yeah. insane number. Uh, thirty thirty fifth player in NHL history to reach that mark. Thirteen hundred points. And that's that's a narrow gap. You got to think about that. He's been. I don't remember what year he got drafted. Two thousand four. Year before Crosby. Yeah. So he's been in a hot minute. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, and I feel like this is kind of a downfall a little bit. With well, I shouldn't say a downfall necessarily. When it comes to passing, like his passing abilities, Ovi's. All right. He's, I mean, he's not the best on their his, team. His overall puck handling yeah. is Now, mind you, he's got, I would go as far as saying he's probably got one of the nastiest one-timers in the league. Oh. Like, well, it's. You also got to keep in mind, when you have a, a team like Nicholas Backstrom who can puck handle, who can pass, you don't really have to focus because Backstrom's probably one of the best puck handlers. Backstrom and even, I give it, I give Oshi credit too because Oshie's a phenomenal puck handler. Oh, yeah. Just comparing Ovechkin to some of the other, you know, debatably best players of our generation, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, Steven Stamkos, Nikita those Kutra. three guys can, are, are the ones that are good at puck handling and, you know, making the great goals. Ovechkin Abs- is more just known for his power behind shot more than he is his puck handling. Like, I, I would go as far <laughs> as saying, like, the only person to really put their weight behind the puck right now as much as he does would be a big Big dude like Zdeno Chara. Big Z, yeah. Big Z. Like, that dude puts literally all six foot seven of his height behind <laughs> that stick. And, you got, and you know, with him being one of the hardest staff shots, it's about, what, a buck ten for miles per hour? Uh, yes. I think... I think he set the record. In he the set the record. It was 109.4. Because yeah, so him and Chara were... Neck back we're, we're talking about Chara. Well, no, I'm well, saying they the, were always back. Ov Char and Carlson were always the top three. Oh, yeah, on Weber, but Weber's Weber, Shane Weber. Weber. He's kind of in there. Yeah, so, I think he yeah. was like one of the first players to like break the century mark. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Shea Weber was one of the first. Weber and Char were the first two. Yeah. I can't I can't remember what order, but they were one of the first two. All right, uh, Jeff, you had somebody. <laughs> what about Pricey, right? Um. Yeah, Carey Price has now played his 700 NHL game. Oh, yeah, for the uh, Canadians. All, all in a Canadian's sweater. So, congrats to Carey Price. You know, big career, especially with a milestone team like uh, Montreal. And then uh, moving down to the uh, Steel City boys, uh, 
Pittsburgh Penguins. Their coach, Mike Sullivan, just has his 233rd win as coach of the Penguins. He's now second for most wins as a Penguins head coach, I believe. Who's Be, uh, behind, behind Dan Vilesbach. Because oh, he, he just passed Eddie Johnson for for a second all-time. Mm -hmm. So, Jeez. Yeah, so congrats uh, Mikey Sullivan. All right, and now on to the biggest topic of the week. Uh, the way too early payoff predictions. Well, As of the standings of noon o'clock, uh, Saturday, March 20th, that's how it works, okay? So at, as of but at the, but you gotta think about it though. At this point, we really can't say it's the way too early. Uh, well, we're still about two months away. We're, we're, like, we're halfway through the season. Cut like three ways off of that, and we'll be good. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, going through halfway through the season, the. Uh, Current standings as of March 20th at 12 o'clock noon. Um, going off each bracket. Obviously, with the info we have, you know, we only know the first two rounds of the playoffs until we get the final four, one of each division. Uh, obviously, the NHL hasn't released much of anything with the final two rounds of the, of the playoffs. So, anyway, here we go. Let's actually start, go backwards of what we normally do. Let's start with the East. Uh, the number one seeded Washington hosting number four seeded Boston Bruins. Ooh. I currently have the Washington ca Capitals taking it in six. Ooh. You see, I actually have the Caps taking it in five. I have Boston taking it in seven. I as well has Boston taking it in seven. I, that's I third with the Boston in seven. See, that's going to be a really tough game, though, because Boston has a lot of, like... I don't know how to say this. They have gritty offense. That's they have really, really, really gritty offense. But, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead. Um, but I said the Caps in five because I feel like, now the Caps have always been like a top-tier team throughout the last probably ten years, I'd say. Yeah. I'd go as far as saying the last ten years. When it comes to, like, playoffs and going for the Cup, I feel like they elevate themselves just to the next level to where they really become that team mm -hmm. to beat in the cup round. Absolutely. I, my, my, my biggest thing is with this series, obviously you'll get your top six of, you know, the players you got to go, go gun for. You know, you expect those players of each team's respective top, top six to perform to where you'd expect. Now... What I, I think what it comes down to is which team's bottom six is going to be better. And I think Washington definitely has that more like definitely has more depth at their bottom six than what Boston does. And I think that's what will give them that slight advantage over Boston in, in that seven-game series, best of seven. Yeah. And with Boston, with them, I've seen, like, they, for the most, are very consistent, like, being in that top final four. Always yeah. in that East, that's kind of where, because and for the most part, they've always for the have put up high close games like, like game six, game seven games. That's where that's also where Washington is real strong. They're real strong in the back half of the top seven. Like they start like, you know, no like no offense to the Capitals fans that are listening, but they kind of start off kind of slow, and then after like game three, game four, they're like, all right, fuck it, let's move it. 
and they're yeah. just like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like it's like you have your coach in the back of your head hollering and screaming at you. Just, you want to go on, get it, and start moving. You know, yeah. get a fire under your ass, and you start moving. Yeah. Boston's very similar to that, but going into the regular season. Boston's always been a second mm. half of the season team. Yeah. Instead of season, they're, you know, they're staying above 500, but it's only like a game or two. And this thing that's they, they, that's when they start winning five, six in a row, losing a game, winning another four, five mm-hmm. in a row, losing a game. That I think is going to be some really, really intense hockey right there oh, between absolutely. those two teams. It's I. Excuse me, Tom Wilson and Brad Marchand going at it. It's going to be. It's, I think it's going to remind me of kind of like the Battle of Alberta, between Calgary and Edmonton, yeah, like just was, how how much heat there is between them two teams. I think that's how that at that particular series is going to go. Speaking of Tom Wilson, is he suspended still? He's, he's suspended just then. He played yeah. the first game back today. Okay. I wasn't sure because I knew it was a seven game. I wasn't sure if he was back. Or I didn't even was... know he was suspended. Yeah, he had a – I forget who it, what, what team it bad was. Hit. It, yeah. a, uh, really bad hit? Yeah. Check what he had against uh, Boston's Brandon Carlo. Yeah. I, I believe the week you were absent is the, day, well, the week we brought it up. We yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the second series of East. Uh, the Islanders hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm mm. going to go Pittsburgh in seven. I actually, I agree there saying I, Pittsburgh in seven. I, I third that. I had Pittsburgh in six. I fourth with Pittsburgh in seven. Wow. Pittsburgh kind of reminds me how they play with the Caps. They kind of start slow, and then they just build. Yeah, I, I think, obviously, New York Islanders are going to be a tough team to play at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, whether it's you know, preseason, regular season, or post. Whether, like they're, whether they're they're tough. Or not, they're they're arena, they're tough. I feel like their arena. Mindset of being in their own arena. I feel like their arena is one of the ones that's really just kind of difficult to play, mm-hmm. whether it's regular season or playoffs. It's just it's a difficult I mean, to play. Either arena, too, either Barclays or Nassau, both of them are. Which which I think this is their first full season of Barclays because I think they completely dropped Nassau. So did they? Yeah. At least up to this point, they've played all their games, home games in Barclays. So, but regardless, I mean, like Kyle said, they're that that's gonna be a tough arena to play. In. The reason I'm saying Pittsburgh, if this series is the one that ends up happening, who knows? We could end up we could end up jumping all the way to first and playing Boston in the fourth seed. Who knows? But if this is the if this is exactly how we see it, or even if just it's it's just Pittsburgh versus the Islanders, <laughs> Pittsburgh is going to want that revenge from two years ago when they got swept. Yeah, I think. Well, and I feel like that's what's going to be their big factor into moving through that series is you know they'll get on a one, two, three game win streak and they'll just keep building and building and building on that momentum. But the key word being but, the Islanders are gonna fight them every step of the oh, way. You, you gotta look at their their number one goaltender in Simeon Volaramov. I mean, yeah, he, he's one of the one of those goal t- starting goaltenders that he's not really looked at much. He's but definitely he's, a dark horse goalie. But he he's one that like if he's on his game, he can carry you through a round of playoffs. Look look at the Montreal look at the Montreal you know, Pittsburgh game last year. Montreal had no no choice of being there. Like they, they had no they had no business. But Carey Price gave him life, they gave him breath in order to get into the actual but that, first round. But like you just said, compa- I was actually just about to compare Simeon Varlamov to Carey Price, and they're both similar in the fact that, yeah, they have somewhat a decent tendency of in- injury, but when they are both on top of their game, they are top-tier goaltenders. And I don't think Simeon Varlamov gets nearly the amount of credit that he should. 
as I said, he is a very much so a dark horse kind of overlooked goalie. And every night he comes in and just blows the lid off of the place. Yeah, I definitely think goaltenders are going to be the deciding factor of this series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've only seen playoff Tristan Jari, what, two games? One game? One, uh, one, one game. One, one game. And he only gave up, what, two goals, I believe. He lost yeah. two to, I believe he lost game four, two to nothing. Um, but yeah, and he looked phenomenal in that game, and our offense just couldn't do anything. That's but. another big factor is how well is the offense going to capitalize in this series. And, you know, I'll give it got to pay attention to what injuries could possibly happen, who's going to be coming back from injuries. Uh, this playoff run... Oh, sorry, did, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. That's good, you're fine. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I think this whole playoff bracket in this playoff season, it's going to be like the regular season where it's the season of what-ifs. You know what I mean? Because you got a lot of players out on either COVID-19 protocol or injuries or whatever... But they are slowly coming back to getting on the ice and, you know, doing their own thing. So it makes you really wonder what is, what if these key players are back on these teams, getting them back to full strength as we come up to the end of the season and going into the playoffs, into the first round of the playoffs. And, and looking at injuries, I mean, the Islanders just lost their captain and arguably their best ca- uh, best player, their captain, uh, Andrews Lea, uh, mm-hmm. with an ACL tear, which mm-hmm. that that's a, a huge blow to a, a young Islanders team. Huge blow. Which, which, with him being there, the number one man, the one number one scorer, how much will that affect this Islanders team? And if they are able to hold their ground through the rest of the regular season... How much would that hurt making that deep run into the playoffs? That's going to be and really, really hard. Well, on them. do they have a who's their uh, backup for Lee? Have they announced a backup or a replacement? Well, he's for, he's a centerman. Well, he's a team captain. Yeah. Who, so, wait, who are the I don't know who. Everybody's uh, one of them. Jordan Eberle. Everybody's yeah. one of them. I can't remember the third one. So, is he going to take over a spot at center, or is he going to? It, it depends on how well they're. Like their depth is struck out, mm-hmm. because that that's definitely one of those things. That's, that's, that's what I was asking if if the Islanders announced who was going to be taking over his center position while he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, who's going to be their their new number one center? That's who's going to be their you know, captain in that number one line? Which yeah. is going to be it's, it's going to be a big shoes to fill. Absolutely. But hey, Islanders are the team. They have the grit, and you know they might pull it off. They have they have that ability. Like you said, being such a young team. You know, and, and you got to look at Astor. I mean, they, they made it all the way to what the Eastern Conference Finals, yep. Susan, the eventual Stanley Cup champions. I mean, yeah. they, they they have the will. I mean, yeah. granted, that was with you know Lee, but but still, well, they still. have the experience now. I mean, if you can get, I don't know, I don't just players off the top off the top of my head, but if there's anybody close to Lee that has that just true grit and just has that fire. He can pull the whole. He can rally the whole team around him, but they can just go out and get it done. All right. Uh, right now, the this is what it says off of Elite Prospects Hockey. Uh, right now, it says for the 2021 season, the main captain is Anders Lee, and there's three alternates. You have Josh Bailey, Cal Clutterbuck, and Brock Nelson. So oh. isn't. Oh, I'm kind of surprised about that. Yeah, Josh Bailey, Cal Clutterbuck, Josh, and that's when I should. And Brock Nelson. Okay. All right. Now let's let's kind of transition off the Eastern Division. Let's move to the Central. 
so first half round we have the defending Stanley Cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning, hosting the Chicago Blackhawks. I have uh, Tampa taking in five. I have Tampa in five as well. See, I said Tampa in six. I also said Tampa in six. I had um, Tampa in five. See, I think Tampa's going to drop game three in the Windy City just because I don't think they're very familiarized with how Chicago is in the playoffs considering, you know, in the older older times of East and West, obviously Tampa and Chicago are in different conferences. But with, with the new realignment, I don't think they'll be accustomed to... Chicago, assuming that they all fans back in the States. Uh, that's what I'm say also saying. I don't think that's necessarily going to be just, you know, not playing Chicago. I think it's just going to be, they're not going to sweep them. I don't think they're, they're not going to give their all push for 100% in round one. Well, and I, mean, I could be wrong. We could see a sweep. We could end up seeing Chicago taking this in seven. Who I knows? said uh, Tampa Bay in six because I feel like, again, like going back up to, say, the. Uh, the Islanders-Pittsburgh bracket, where Tampa's eventually will eventually come out on top, but Chicago's going to fight them the entire way. Now, you got to look at Chicago's problem with Johnny Taves still being out on injury. I don't is he the one that's been back in on non-contact wearing a non-contact jersey? Is that Kirby? No, I think that's Kirby because I think Johnny Taves is still out. By Kirby Docks on the ice where the the red non-contacts. Okay, sorry, I met I messed that up. Um, so like, Johnny will, Tate. Will, will Tate be back for the playoffs? That's going to be a, and that comes back to like what I said earlier with the season of what ifs, mm -hmm. where, what if Johnny Tapes were to come back, and it's going to be like yeah, it's great that they have their team captain back, mm -hmm. that they have one of their top point scorers, back. But is he going to be the same Johnny Taves? Or well, is he going to be completely rusty? And Well, I shouldn't say completely rusty, but is he going to be as good as he was last season? Well, or, we have, oh, we'll have a, he'll definitely have a slow start if he's back. Yeah. Mm. I, I think in Chicago's mm. hopes he's back for at least the last you know, three or four regular season games if they're not mm. into that playoff spot. So that Eddie's can get his feet under him, and then once payoff time comes, you know they expect him to be old Johnny Taze. Well, do you think it's going to be like a last-minute decision, or do you think that do you think the coaches are going to dress him, put him on the line, and just be like expect to play, and he'll be like the secondary, or do you think they're just going to throw him in and just be like you know you got this, it's all you. This is your team. I mean, they don't they don't want to risk him getting re-injured. Yeah, they're, they're, I, they're going to wait until he is fully 100%. Probably until he says. I'm ready. The, the only thing that scares me about that kind of stuff with playoffs so close, you know, like what if he would miss the first round of playoffs as one of their biggest players? One of the Chicago's biggest assets not dressed because he's injured. And, you know, I don't, you know, as much as I dislike Chicago, I don't want them to go spiral, spiraling down because they're missing one of their best players. Yeah, well, I'd... They're the, the best player of the uh, yeah, well, easily. Also, you gotta also keep in mind. I mean, with, without their best player, they're also you know fourth in a, a tightly contested oh, division. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously, you have you know Columbus and Nashville right up their rear ends. Oh yeah. Testing for that that fourth I don't, spot. I don't think. I think really the only team out of those two that's going to be really a problem is Nashville. Like I feel like that's going to be like one of their major roadblocks as far as holding that number four spot and solidifying a playoff position 
whether it be at the bottom of the bracket or what. But I feel like, because, I mean, Columbus, yeah, they're a good team, don't get me wrong, but it comes back to not having enough, I shouldn't say standout players, but they're not really a team that gets talked about much during the regular season. Whereas Nashville, they are consistently a team to beat. And ever since they won the cup, what was that, three years ago? They were in the cup final. Or they were in the cup final. They didn't win yeah, you know what I mean. They uh, the, the first two rounds, I believe they swept both the first two rounds. No, they, they swept Chicago, but they beat, I think, Winnipeg in six. In six, and then they beat Anaheim in six. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like, they've always been a very, very tough contender. And I feel like those that's really going to be the only team out of those two that you mentioned that are really going to be a roadblock for Chicago. Yeah, the one thing that everybody's always got to keep on their mind. Who does Tampa have in there? Vasilevsky. Andre Vasilevsky. You, you can't forget that. I mean, well, obviously, obviously looking at him, with, you know, currently, he's an 11-game winning streak oh, himself. I was so just about to mention that. If, yeah. he, if he's able to keep that hot streak going, good luck, good freaking luck. You know, Which I, I think he will. Oh, I yeah. think, especially as, as we've been saying, as we come up closer and closer to playoff season, mm-hmm. I definitely think he's going to be able to keep that fire going because that's just... I Ooh. definitely see him pushing it to like 14, 15, maybe dropping one or two, but then he'll get right back into it. Yeah. Win another like it, six straight. Especially with the team that he has in front of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they might do something similar to what the NFL does. You know, they're week 17, a lot of teams will rest their starters if they're guaranteed a playoff spot. If Tampa Bay is guaranteed a playoff spot, they might rest Vasilevsky for the final two games. Start um. Mac- start Mac- him on the Mac- playoff. Mac- Look, I can never remember his name, but yeah, because you, you don't see him much because it's always Vasilevsky. But they might start him the final two games, you know, give Vassy some, you know, some relaxed time to just do you mentally prepare himself. Do you time. think their backup goalie sits there and wonders going, oh, well, maybe tonight will be the night that I get to go between the pipes. <laughs> maybe I'll actually get some game time. Maybe I'll get some game It's be like, man, I've been with the league for seven years and I have 25 minutes of game time. <laughs> he's just silently cheering every time Vassy gives up a goal in case he gets pulled. He's got he's he's like, oh, no, oh, no. He's got to, <laughs> whatever team they're playing against, he's got like the little freaking car window flag. And he's like, yay. They're down 6-0. He's like, oh, well, it's serious. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my time to shine, baby. Let's do this. <laughs> Maybe they'll pull him. Maybe they'll pull him. What? He just gave up seven goals. They're not pulling him? <laughs> well, shit. All right. Um, let's go down to Florida and Carolina. I have Carolina in six. I, have, I also have Carolina, but in five this time. Oh, five. See, five. I have Carolina in seven. Ooh, so see, five, six, uh, seven. If only there was. I had. I actually different. Florida and six. I said Florida and six. In the okay. Oh, see, I said I definitely said Carolina and seven. See, my my thought process is uh, Florida will come out in game one and absolutely dominate, but Carolina yeah. will actually get their their shit together, mm. their feet behind uh, under them, and push mm. for the the four, next four. Well, and I think back going back to the guys between the pipes, you know. Carolina's got Peter Mrazek in their goal now. And James Reimer, I believe, is their starter right now. Because Mrazek is out. Yeah, but still, regardless of who's mm-hmm. in or who's out, I mean, they yeah. still do have a good one-two that, punch. That one-two punch is pretty good, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Peter had his time with... I know I always gush about the Red Wings every week. I'm pretty sure this is 10 weeks strong now. But, um, <laughs> no, Peter had his time with the Red Wings, and he was okay. He, he, he was that one-two punch with Jimmy Howard for a while. 
Yeah, but then Jim, after they started, after he got traded and they put Jimmy on starter, and I think they had Jonathan Bernier as the uh, backup. I could be wrong on that. I think they had... Um, he was all right. Um, when him and Howard were together, they were good. But after, I feel like he's gotten better since he's been with Carolina. Like he's been able, but that's coming back to what we've been saying for the last probably 10 weeks now, where the Red Wings are in desperate, desperate need of a rebuild. And he just never had the good team around him to really let his talent shine because he's really a phenomenal goaltender but i think he's going to be really the deciding factor for at least that series if that is the series that they have and kind of going with reason why with florida well way this year they've been surprisingly being in the um top four to contenders for the playoffs and and so surprisingly because i hadn't predicted to be kind of towards the bottom they so with this year, I feel like they are like one of those underdog yeah. teams that. Or, are, I think Florida, as of right now, they're top five teams in the NHL in the league. Yeah. So I mean, that, really? I, yeah, I think well, that, yeah, no, yeah, they're they're a good team this year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All you guys thought. I'm gonna look this up. Bobrovsky's on fire this year. Yeah. He's, he's doing Bobrovsky, really yeah. No, it's actually a backup. Is he? Yeah. Bob Bob isn't starting as much. Huh. I'm. I'm just as wrong as everybody else. Okay. <laughs> some, of them, some of them I think everybody would like to see. I'd like to see a battle of Florida in the yeah. first round. And you and know what? I'd love to see Florida push it to game, say game five or game six. Oh, I'd yeah. really, I'd really love to see Florida push it there. Here's the thing: the two Florida teams are currently number one and two in the in the league. Real, T- uh, Tampa is at uh, number one. Florida's number two. So Tampa took it. Okay. Let's yeah, see what this eleven game win streak. Yeah, Tampa has the same amount of games played, except Tampa has forty six points, whereas Florida only has forty four. But that still, like those those two teams are the number one and two seeds in the in the entire league. So yeah, I mean, oh, never mind. Go ahead. No, I would say they're number one in the Super Sixteen right now. I was doing some research earlier, and they're at that top seed in that Super Sixteen. And I was like, and they, I think they said they've been up there for six weeks straight. Just, and I think that a big part of that is just from Bassey. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. <laughs> Listen, he he is for Bob the decision maker of that. Now. And I, this is just a random little snippet, but it's one of the things that's really been boggling my mind, and I just wanted to get your opinions on it. Do you see Bassey going as far as the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes. In yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah. I would say, I, I, I think he's going to be there in the Hall of Fame easily. Yeah. I he, do, too. I, I personally think him and Price. Oh, yeah. Oh, Price is, Price. Price is, Price without, is almost without guaranteed. Without question. I, I kind of figured that was going to be the answer, but I was like, I don't hey, know. There might, be some, there might be an idiot here, you know? <laughs> it, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, when they'll be uh, introduced into it. Right. Because mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is Henrik Lundqvist in the Hall of Fame? No, not yet. No, he, he's still not active. You, you have to retire. Oh, that's right. You can't be, I, 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 yeah, I completely forgot about that. I think he, he, like he'll he go into. Because he, he's been at all season, so it just seems like he retired. I think, I think he's due for... The hall. I just, I, I sadly, we haven't even gotten to see what Lundqvist is like with a different team. Man, we've seen him with the Rangers his entire career. Yeah, that is true. And we, we've seen, we've seen Brain Holpe. He's over there struggling in Vancouver. Well, oh, I, I, I think it's going to be rough because he's getting up in age. He's getting up in age too. Yeah. 
He's what, 40, like 43 or 44? No, he's like 37. 37? Really? Yeah. I could have sworn he was at least 40. No. Not that old. I'm guessing like, he could, who knows, he might end up struggling. Or, or not your God, why? Brayden Holtby, born September 16th, 89. So 30, uh, 31. We're talking about a whole else. Lundquist. Henrik Lundquist. 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 Listen, Lundquist, we haven't seen Lundquist play with a different team. We're seeing Holtby. He's the one that's struggling in Vancouver. I was, was going to say. He's Washington, 39. So, is 39? Yeah, yeah, so he's right around 40. Hopey with, with Washington, I would have considered him a Hall of Fame caliber team, but now that he's with a different team in Vancouver, he's not doing too well. Patrick Hunt. Emko has been the one that's been killing it for them recently. Henrik Lundqvist has been with the league for over 21 years. He was drafted in 2000 to the Rangers, and he spent his entire career up until this, this past off this season. This past off season with the Rangers, so he spent over twenty years with the Rangers. I mean, technically, if you think about it, like he's never officially suited up for another team. You guys have his heart surgery. Yeah. If you, if you, if you want to, if you want to be technical about it, he's been, he is a mem- currently right now. He's only a member of the Capitals. He is not a. He's not player. He's not. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah he's, he's not never, played a game. He's not suited up. He's not. You been know. Impressed. No, 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 no. I've got a point. I've got a point. He's got a point. All right, before we move on to the West, let's actually finish up the uh, the second round of the two divisions we we did just recently go over. Uh, let's, let's stay in the Central. Uh, our final two teams and who would win in the best of seven. So for me, I have Tampa Bay and Carolina going on to the final two for that division. I have Tampa winning in six. I also have Tampa winning in six. I have Tampa winning in five. I have Tampa in six. Tampa Bay versus Florida I had. I have Tampa Bay winning in five as well. So, ultimately, we're, we're debating the same for the team going on just different games. Yeah. All right, and then uh, for the East, I I have Washington first and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh in seven, considering, you know, in the Alexander Ovechkin era, you know, the Capitals have only made it to the conference finals once when they ultimately won the Cup in 18. I actually have pretty much the exact opposite of what you have. So I still have I have Washington and Pittsburgh, and then I actually have Washington taking it in seven. I think I'm going to agree with Washington in I, seven. Because I was the only one. Oh, Kyle. Um, But I had Boston in seven over Pittsburgh. I had Boston and Pittsburgh, and I have Pittsburgh taking it in six. Yeah. Again, I hate to be biased, but this is just like I, I did give it some thought. I'm like, the the big. How is Tukaras going to play? How is Yaroslav mm-hmm. Halak going to play? Who uh, gets to start? Assu- assuming that you know Rask is healthier, and they have the option of both the, their one-two punch. Halak's their backup goalie. Boston's backup goalie. Yeah, but as of right now, he's a starter because Ra- right Yeah, Rask is out of a lower body injury. Yeah. Oh, so. I think I remember reading that. So. Their backup is Vlader right now. I can't remember his first name. Something later, Vlader. I wonder uh, if they're. I wonder if they're pulling a Maple Leafs and they have like one of their production directors coming in and <laughs> filling in on goal. <laughs> <laughs> one of their own staff members is gonna play against them and beat them. <laughs> Dude, that was insane. David Ayers, baby. Jets win fantasy this year. <laughs> <laughs> first overall next year. First overall. <laughs> Who needs Kucherov or McDavid? I'm thinking David Ayers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's move out to the wild, wild west. First series, 
The Vegas Golden Knights hosting the St. Louis Blues. If I'm gonna be totally honest, I have Blues in five. I have Blues in seven. Ooh. I have Vegas in seven. I have Vegas in six. I would call them Vegas in six. Wow. Yeah, I said Blues in seven. I th- I think you and I we're the only ones that said the Blues, but with I mean with Vegas winning it, what was it last year? Or two years ago? They have they, 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 they made it to the finals. That's what I mean. Yeah. Three years ago, because their, their first year, they, they made it took, to the... took the lead by storm. No, I don't think anybody would have guessed them to mm-hmm. go all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Well, well, I figured maybe looking at their their lineup and what they had, and especially the man between the pipes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I figured they would have at least made a couple of, of rounds. At the very beginning of the season, you're, you're like, okay, maybe fourth in the Maybe squeak out a playoff spot. No. Once the playoffs probably started, we're like, holy shit, Vegas might be for real. But I'm, I'm going to the beginning of the season, and I don't think anybody would have said Vegas in the playoffs, even no. making the final. No. No. The, the quote, I think I've seen this before. They're quoted as the, the dream team of the 17 18 season. They'll draft the players who they want. I mean, obviously, not who they want, but still. Well, and then I, they got they got big key players, like, uh, and not going to be biased because I have them on fantasy, but uh, Max Pacioretty. They didn't draft him, though. Well, they didn't draft him, but they they, they, they currently him. have yeah. key players like Some him. of the players that they drafted was, you know, Flurry. Um, uh, they had taken James Neal, David Perron. They, those big-name players that definitely will carry them all the way through. Ryan Reeves. Did they draft Ryan Reeves? He was or? also traded there mid-season. Oh, I couldn't remember yeah. if he was traded or not. He was traded there from... I believe from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, he was Pittsburgh. 18, 19 season. So who did we get? I don't remember who the Penguins got in return. That was part of the uh, the Derek Broussard because we sent out Ian Cole and uh, Ryan Reeves in exchange for uh, Derek Broussard. Broussard was taken by Vegas. No, so um, he, we we sent one of us been traded six we, times. So <laughs> it was like a three team deal. We sent Ryan Reeves out to uh, Vegas. Okay. We sent Ian Cole up to Ottawa. For in exchange for Derek Broussard and Vegas gave us something else as well. Okay. I think it was a draft pick, if I remember correctly. Maybe it was a draft pick. I don't you're, remember. You're, you're probably right. I don't remember to be. <laughs> that would exact. probably make sense. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or it might just been one of those, no offense, irrelevant third, fourth line player or something like that, too. Or even, um, yeah. You yeah, can't say a prospect because I don't think, still don't think Vegas has an AHL team. No, no, no they, they, they do. It's just a bunch of nobodies. Is it? Yeah. A bunch of nobodies. Wow. A bunch of, I, I'm sorry, but I mean, I, I'm not wrong. Okay. You're not. Oh, not, no. <laughs> I never said you were. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move to the other other bra- uh, part of the bracket. Colorado hosting Minnesota. Oh, oh, Colorado in four, easy. I'm, Colorado in five. Colorado in four. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go Minnesota in six. I'm going to be the underdog. I'm going to go the underdog. I'm going to go Colorado seven. The only reason I think I picked Minnesota is because they're just, you know, everybody's looking at them like the underdog. And a lot of the underdogs typically tend to come through at the very end, and the very bit of the nail-biter. I yeah, mean, but I look at it as with Colorado, you know, they have key players such as, like, Nathan McKinnon and... Andre Burakovsky. And Andre Burakovsky, and it's just, like, to me, it was almost a no-brainer. I mean, you, you also can't overlook Nico Rantman, Gabriel Landeskog. Um, I forgot Landeskog. You, you got you got to look at these two teams and how well again goaltending. How well will their goaltenders come through for them, and how how far will they carry them? I don't. No sense. Who even is Minnesota starter right now? Cam Talbot. Is it Cam Talbot? It's Talbot. They still have Stalock behind him, or? Yeah. Okay. So I how, completely for. Wait. 
Didn't Cam Talbot play for somebody else? And Edmonton and then Calgary then Minnesota. Calgary, that's yeah. who I was thinking of. I was I didn't realize he got moved. Yeah. But Minnesota's they've always been one of those teams. They've always been like kind of near the bottom of the middle of the pack. You like you never expect them to do amazing. You never want to count them out. They're they're always there. It's just playing Colorado. I don't I don't see them standing even the slightest bit of a chance. I oh think, God, I don't no. think Colorado's going to struggle at all. No. That's gonna be like. They, 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 they might squeak out a game, maybe, maybe two. Like it'll I, be I don't like. I see that game going any more than six games. I, it'll be like this past Wednesday's Rangers uh, Flyers game. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of nowhere, man. That was completely blown. Can't lie, had a lot of fun watching that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Jeff, me, Jeff, and Bobo all sat here and we were just laughing the entire time when we were watching this game because we were joking. We were like. We want seven. One. We want eight. One. And we're just like. <laughs> I think it was seven unanswered goals in the second. The second, yeah. Well, just... I mean, if you look at the entire game, it was nine unanswered goals, but seven and seven in the seven in the second, yeah, including Miko Rantanen or not not Miko Rantanen, because of Banajad's uh, natural hat trick. So, shorthanded, a power play, and a full strength. Was it wow. six points in the second six period? Six points in the second, second period. Play, second player in NHL history to score six points first, in the period. P- first player in franchise history to score six points oh, in one period. Like the, other, the other one was Brian Trotty back in nineteen seventy. With the Islanders. With the Islanders. Wow. Was it 78 or 76? I think 78. it was 78. We made, we made 40, 43 years since that happened. Jeez. Um, and he's such a young player too. Vanajed, yeah, he's still young. He's not. I'd say I want to say like twenty six. I, I don't know how to spell the last name, but I, or I would Google it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right, as Ethan does it, we're gonna move on down to the north. A- actually, before we do that, uh, what's the second round projections for the uh, the West here? Okay. Uh, between for me, between Vegas and Colorado, I got Vegas taking at seven. I have so have Vegas taking in between St. Louis and Colorado. I actually have St. Louis taking it in four. Ooh. You know what? I think I'm going to jump on your bandwagon, but I'm going to go by five. I think Vegas is going to squeak out a win when they're home. And then, you know. Mika Zibanejad right now is 27 years old. Okay. But, yeah. I have Vegas and Colorado. I'm going Colorado in five. Ooh. Colorado's... They're, I think they're just that team to beat this year, man. Yeah. Grubauer's been unbelievable. Philip Grubauer and goal. You got McKinnon's been, McKinnon's been not as he's, good as he was last year, but he's still, he's hit or miss. Problems. He's still in his prime. He's still really good. Rantanen's been doing really well. As much as I like Colorado and I respect their, their team, I, I don't think you can beat that, that goaltending for, for Vegas. Regardless of who starts in that for Vegas, like you, good luck in past, you know, between Menor and Flurry. So. Yeah. The that, one-two that, punch. That I say that's that one-two we'll punch that the team needs. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Now, as Kyle was saying, let's go up north. Uh, the first one would be Toronto and Montreal. I got Montreal in five just for the jo- pure joke of, you know, Toronto can't go past the first round. I also actually said <laughs> Montreal in five. <laughs> you know what? I said Toronto in seven. I had Toronto in five. I have Toronto in six. Montreal, they're still... They're about, as, about the same team they were last year. They're above, an above average team, but they're not, you know, they're not they're not the best. But Carey Price, Carey Price, Price, yeah. We saw, Carey what, Price we saw is, what happened in the playing round against Pittsburgh. Carey Price is their freaking saving grace if they manage to hit a playoff spot. 
But I don't. I don't I, 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 this could be the year Toronto actually does make it past the first round. You mean spoiler, Montreal? Spoiler, spoiler! I'm gonna. No, he, he's talking I'm about Toronto. Wait, oh. <laughs> let's, let's jump down to Edmonton and Winnipeg. I have Edmonton at six. I think. I think Winnipeg's gonna just keep her nose to the grindstone with the Oilers, but I think they're gonna. I have Edmonton in four. I have Edmonton in five. I have Edmonton in six. I have them in seven. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, five, six, seven. As much as Edmonton has the one-two punch and dressed idol and you know freaking Connor David. No, Hellebuck's gonna keep uh, the Jets in there mm. for sure. I mean, the Jets just other than Hellebuck, they, over the past few years they really don't have a lot of front anymore. Yeah. Ever don't they, they don't have much on defense either. Like, <laughs> one of the biggest notable guys was Bufflin, but I don't think he played this year. He didn't play no. last year, and I don't think he played this year yet either. No, so Bufflin, big buff. They don't. They don't have much. So there. many excess letters in one man's last name. <laughs> His last name is spelled Bifuglin, <laughs> and they're like, no, it's Bufflin. <laughs> it's like Brett Favre. His last name is Favre. <laughs> it's not Favre, it's Favre. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, back to the topic of hockey. That, uh, those final two teams for hockey, uh, the NHL North Division. Uh, I have Montreal Edmonton. Edmonton taking it in six. I have Montreal Edmonton. But I have Edmonton taking it in four. Ooh, another sweep. Wow. I think it's going to be a clean sweep. Get out the brooms, man. I had Edmonton in um, five. I had Edmonton in six again. I have Toronto and Edmonton. I got Toronto taking it in seven. Ooh. I, that's... I, I that's... This, I, Toronto is showing themselves this year. I mean, yeah, the North isn't exactly a good division, but they're, they're, showing, them, they're showing that they're worth it. I well, really, I definitely really see them don't get me this year. don't get me wrong. I definitely think they're worth of a playoff spot and definitely worth moving up through the playoffs. But when they get past, get up to the brick wall that is Edmonton, I think that they're going to have a little bit of a hard time with that. That's what I'm saying in seven. It is going to be a bloody, bloody series. It's going, to be, it's going to be the recap of the Battle of Alberta, buddy. It's, it's going to be close, but give it to me. Give it to me. I'm worth it. I'm worth it. All right, back to you. Non <laughs> back to non-copywritten stuff. But yeah, Toronto, man. They're, is this the year that they finally break their 54-year drought? No. But... <laughs> Just a little insult. I had to let us add a little bit of insult to injury there. But <laughs> <laughs> will they get to the final? No, but I can definitely see them getting close and pushing all the way to the conference final. Mm. I see that. Yeah, I can, I will give them at least that, but I feel like Edmonton's going to at least take them in that last game. Do, do we want to go fun and just, if the, if the three and four are the same, do we want to say who we think is going to go to the final? Yeah, yeah. I was, was going to say, let's, uh, let's go through our final four teams okay. and see who we think out of those four will make it to the final and ultimately... You know, raised Lord Stanley in the uh, the be best damn trophy in all sports. So, do you mind if I start? Because I think I already have mine. Good. So, right now, going up to the final, or the leaving to the conference finals for each, uh, I have Tampa Bay and Washington together. I personally think that Tampa Bay is going to take it in six. I think Tampa Bay is going to take it in six and go into the other mm. divisions. I have Edmonton and St. Louis. Ooh. I'm really, really, and this is just my brain 
working. That's probably why I could smell smoke. Um, <laughs> me personally, in the final for the Stanley Cup final, I would love to see Tampa Bay and Edmonton. Absolutely, that would be a hell of a game. See Canadian team's first appearance since Edmonton in what 2005? Oh, that was yeah. The oh, no. oh, 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 was the longest. It's real. Oh, no, yeah, 06 when 06. Edmonton lost to Carolina. to Carolina. But and and trust me, I'm really hard. I was really hard pressed not to say St. <laughs> Louis because I mean St. Louis has again always been a really really solid team, especially when it comes to playoff season. But they don't have the one-two punch like they're they're I don't think it's any equivalent to Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. But again, look at players. Look at the top scores next to McDavid and Dreisaitl. Name name the third top scorer. Austin Matthews. Wait, <laughs> 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 it's ultimately I mean yeah three three Canadian team ba- uh, base team players mm-hmm. and the top three scores. Uh, but I. I just feel like the dream. I, 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 sta- I was talking for Edmonton, and the top third top scorer in Edmonton behind Drysdale and McDavid. Oh, good for luck with that. Exactly, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, so they, I just I don't know why I can, feel can those two continue to carry the team, struggle to carry the team on their back all the way through the playoffs and all the way to the cup final. I feel like they have the strength to though, but that's because I I mean it may be a little bit of bias because of Connor McDavid and obviously where he came from before he was in the NHL. But since he has been in the league, I mean, the dude obviously wears a C on his chest, so that we must mean that must mean he's worth yeah, something. Especially mm-hmm. getting that C in his second season. I thought it was his first season. Second, second season. Second season yeah. they got it, gave him a C. Like that really says something as a player. I, is that like this guy <laughs> is top tier? Dare I say, cup raising material. Oh, absolutely not. Well, he's definitely eventually going to raise old Stanley at some point. Whether it's with Edmonton or not, mm-hmm. McDavid's guy. I don't. McDavid's going to raise one. But do you? But do you think they? Now follow me down this rabbit hole a little bit. Do you ever see Edmonton getting rid of Connor? No, no. They they're going to try and franchise tag him. If if they do get rid of him. Because he's pretty not, much becoming the, the face of that franchise within the first two years of his career. Oh, without a doubt. The only if, if they get rid of him, they're, they better be asking for they're a They're screwed. They're, they're going to be asking for a lot. Like oh, a ton. See, that's going to be a very similar trade to the Wayne Gretzky. How much that L.A. gave to Edmonton for Wayne Gretzky? It was like $10 million. is like three first-round draft picks, two prospects, and another NHL play. It was... Uh, that was oh, a ton. Ridiculous on that. For, for one, one guy, which was the, the but, face of the franchise at the time. Or the face of the NHL at the time. But, yeah, I was Well, and I would even go as far as saying that Gretzky's still kind of the face of the NHL today. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, he's. Without a doubt, and you guys. I will take this to my grave, and I will die on this hill. Gretzky is by far probably the greatest player to ever lace him up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, great. Two, two closest, I would say, would be probably maybe Bobby Orr and Mario Lemieux would be the next two closest. I was going to actually say Gordie Howe. Or yeah. Bobby Gordie Howe. He, Gordie like, Howe. Top can, five, for sure. Top five, for yeah. sure. But I can't. Okay, yeah. I would say Yager, but he's just he's played so many games. That's the reason he's so close in points. Well, he's played, well, I think he's and had the dude's, what, games 50? He's, what, 52? Yeah. yeah. Considering, considering he was drafted by Pittsburgh in, what, 89? And he's played in the NHL till the 2018-2019 season. 
Jesus. He's still, he's still and overplaying he's still, in Russia. And he's still overplaying in Russia, and he's going, and he still has no problem planting that puck right in the back of the goal. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was going to say, for my final four teams are Pittsburgh, Tampa, Vegas, and Edmonton. Ooh. I can see Tampa and uh, Vegas going Ooh. all three to stay in the cup. Uh <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I, I can't I can't say who wins because that's that's mm-hmm. just two one of those. That's gonna be gritty. Oh, that's yeah. gonna that, be well, most of the games brutal game time, play. It just, it's it's so so goddamn close to tell. Yeah. In, in the, the quote unquote East, I have Pittsburgh taking on Tampa Bay, a rematch of the 2016 conference final. I have Tampa Bay getting their vengeance, mm-hmm. re- returning to the Stanley Cup final. Colorado and Toronto. Ooh. I have Colorado. Oh, all right. That's why I said I don't have. I don't see Toronto going. So Tampa Bay and Colorado. You Tampa have Bay and Colorado again. Oh. Again, I'm not picking a winner. That's no. That's too hard. I, that's brutal. Um, I'm gonna go. To be honest with you, I'm gonna go Islanders and Lightning. I'm gonna change it up a little. I'm gonna go the Isles and the Lightning, and then I'm gonna go St. Louis and Edmonton, kind of like Ethan. But I think I, I think I have Tampa and St. Louis. I think that would be nice. That would be insane. That one, the only reason I'm not picking a winner either, but I can see St. Louis just inching over the Oilers. The but Oilers. It, or Edmonton because I have Edmonton. And, oh, in the conference. Yeah. Oh, oh. I had Edmonton I, I and Tampa. Like You're good. I had Edmonton and Tampa, and then that's where, or St. Louis and Tampa. And that's where I could say you know. I'm losing my train of thought. Just, I apologize. St. Louis ba- just barely getting out of it. Yes, that's what I... Yes. Okay, yeah, that's... Again, this, that's is, this, is, this isn't even how... This bracket, it's, it could and will probably look completely different in the next two months. But... Yeah, one, once the it's actually like, releases what the final four would look like... It's going to be really amazing. I think that's something that we could look at in the future is... Compare this bracket to the brackets that actually get released when it comes playoff season, and look at how vastly different they are. So what I my prediction they're gonna do maybe just after the final round just do it by seeding. Like the high uh, seed will play the lower seed, and then. Oh yeah, so then make it like like say for example Pittsburgh could end up hosting Colorado or something. You know? Oh, so they they say Tampa's number one, and if you know the number. Now five seed Montreal comes in. Now obviously, you know Tampa will host Montreal in you know round round one for the Cup final or round, round, technically round three now. But. Yeah. And then for mine, I had t- I'm gonna have Tampa on top. They'll be um, but they're in seven against Boston and okay Vegas uh, in Edmonton. That one I have. Vegas in seven as well. Ooh, so you I'm have just, what Tampa and Vegas. That and I can't coach and Patty, Tuka Rask and Vass. Oh my God! Oh my God! Victor Hedman and Charlie McAvoy. Like you that. want you want to talk about a brutal Stanley Cup final right there? That, that'd oh, be yeah. the conference final. But or still, conference final, still. or regardless. But it's I'm not choosing hell. a winner. But yeah. just. I mean, Boston and Tampa, that's just. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> now that I think about it. I was saying, now that I think about that, that if they. They would have to put that on, like, pay per view or something. Cause that, <laughs> they, no, I'm being dead serious because that would be, like. 
probably one of the most brutal conference final matchups that like that's high intensity offense all the way through. If I did have to pick a winner to raise the cup, I know we said we're not, but I was kind of thinking about it. I think I'm gonna probably go with Edmonton. I gotta Ooh. go I because McDavid and all the young guys who have that just that young grit with Edmonton, they can just squeeze it out. It's going to be really, really close. It is. I, I definitely it, think. If you had to pick one team out of your final four, who would it be? To pick, to raise the cup? To raise, raise the, the cup. cup. I think. Um, and I'm, I'm saying Tampa repeating. I was going to say, I think Tampa's going to repeat. I have Tampa repeating. If, yeah. if they can get past, you know, top teams, you know, Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, you know, Vegas, they're, they're going to they're do it. But no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still getting chills for that, uh. Potential Boston Tampa series. Oh yeah. my God, that would be cool. And, and just, just throwing some of the youngsters, like, um, yeah, those guys. <laughs> 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 Mitch, Mitch Marner, um, you know, Tyler. No, he's from Boston. What am I, or Toronto, am I thinking? Tyler Johnson, Andre Pilat, Anthony Sorelli being back in it. Imagine a game seven double overtime game with Tampa versus oh Boston. That, that'd be just. It's showing us that Pittsburgh Auto is serious back in 17. Yes. Game, game. That, that over, I don't think I've sweat more in overtime. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even in the game and you were sweating yeah, your balls yeah, I was off. sweating watching just, just imagine, just the thought process going through some of these young guys' minds. You know, game oh, so seven, game on your stick, <laughs> to go dance with Laura Stanley. I was still a 16, 17-year-old baby. I'd be up for school at the next morning. I don't care. I was doing there at 1 a.m. I was waiting for something to happen. And then, was it, Chris Kunitz fired that game winner and, like... I was like, yeah, let's go! The silent shouts, so I didn't wake up my parents and they yelled me for being up past my bedtime, even though I was 17. But... Regardless. You can get past my bedtime. <laughs> Alright! And that's the finale for week 10 of your Woo! Buck Pusters podcast. Double digits. Yeah, we're finding double digits, man. Yeah, huh? we're big boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big kid now. <laughs> Thank you all for uh, tuning in all 10 weeks, hopefully. If not, you know, wel- welcome. Uh, if you're not following us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, at Buckbusters, or Buckbusters Radio on Facebook, tune in for more info on uh, future social media platforms, and we'll, s- we'll see you all next week. See you Peace! Bye! Woo!